podcast listeners, welcome back to the Caddy Car Chronicles, you guys. So today, we're going to be talking about one thing that I think just really needs to be talked about today. Honestly, um, we are continuing week dose of the Don't Be a Witch series. And today's talk is going to be about toxic friendships. Isn't that an interesting thing to talk about? We're going to spill the tea. And, um, you know, first we're going to start off with one thing. So I've done a little bit of research about this toxic friendship thing because lately, and I don't know if you guys have been experiencing this too, but I just have a lot of people in my life making me feel guilty about choosing to not speak to them ever, (laughs) Um, which, you know, I know can be kind of a controversial topic. And I definitely just want to shed some light on the toxic friendship spectrum because it's not only has to deal with friendships, but it also has to deal with family as well. And I'm going to be honest, um, as far as advice about this kind of stuff, um, I definitely am going to try and give like a non-biased um, advice about this. But since I'm currently dealing with this, I just want to preface with I may be a little salty about some of these topics we're going to talk about today because they just kind of affect me deeply, right? So I feel really emotional about some of the things that are happening in my life, especially with some of the people that these things are happening with in my life and um, I just hate because I know I'm not the only one out there that feels this way I'm not the only one out there that feels like they have a toxic friend a toxic mother-in-law a toxic father-in-law toxic you know whatever the case may be I know that there are other people out there dealing with the same thing. Now, I'm not saying I'm dealing with toxic mother-in-law, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying I know that there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with close people who you thought you could trust, who you thought would be by your side forever and ever and ever until their dying days, and you've been ghosted, or you've been blocked on social media, or you're doing the blocking, or you're doing the ghosting, and... I just want to start off with, it is okay, okay? Again, I know this is controversial, but the focus of the Don't Be a Witch series, again, for those that haven't listened to the first episode of the Don't Be a Witch series, the first episode talked a lot about why quitting things doesn't make you a failure, okay? There's a lot of stigma around that, so we we talked about that in the first podcast episode of the series. This episode, I want to kind of piggyback off of that because in my opinion, whatever makes you happy, what puts you in a good mental state, whatever makes you be your best self, I am okay with that, okay? I encourage people to be their best self each and every day. My job as someone else's friend is to not put them down, to not be in competition with them, My job is to literally adjust their crown and keep them going on. And I feel like with a lot of women these days, and this this happens with guys too, okay, you guys? Like, this happens with guys. And this also happens with guy-girl friendships as well because who the fuck cares if you have a guy friend or a girlfriend, okay? Whatever. But we have these, like, rivalries going on, right? We've got these girlfriends or these guy friends that 
you're friends with each other, but I feel like you're more like frenemies than you are en- than than you are friends, right? Like everything that you do, you feel like they always need to one up you or they always have a comment about this or they always have a comment about that. Or maybe let's just say for fuck's sake, vice versa. Maybe you're the shitty friend, okay? Maybe you need to hear this podcast because you feel like you've been a shitty friend lately. You want to figure out what kind of friend you're being and you want to fix it, okay? There are two two sides to this coin. Who am I to judge? I don't care whichever one you are, but I just want to shed some light on this topic, all right? So I just came across an article. Um, You guys know I'm huge about being prepared and um, finding information on certain topics that I want to talk about. Um, And honestly, these aren't like scientific studies or anything. Like we're not going to go like super in depth about scientific studies and things like that. But I do like to pull up some articles that kind of illustrate my points um, and kind of go over a little bit about what I want to talk about. So there's this article from NBCNews.com. And it says, survey reveals that 84% of women have a toxic friend in their lives. So it kind of goes to um, talk about, there's five types of toxic friends identified in the survey that they did. The first one is the narcissist. So 65% of people have endured an egomaniac pal. The second one is a chronic downer. So 59% of people have a friend that is overly needy and emotionally draining. The critic is the third one. 55% of people have become friends with someone that is just overly critical. The fourth one, the underminer. 45% of people have a friend that delivers backhanded compliments. And the last one, the flake. 37% of people have a friend who is reliably unreliable. So again, I have honestly had all of these friends. It's crazy to like kind of look back on my life and kind of remember all of the friends that I've had throughout my life and who I've considered really great friends and who I've considered really shitty friends and kind of like the personalities and characteristics that each of them have. So um, most recently, I've had a friend that actually is kind of a combination of a couple of these. So the first one is the underminer. So I've had a friend, and again, most recently, that would make backhanded comments about my husband's job. So my husband works in government, and I remember when I told her for the first time that my husband and I were moving, and that my husband and I were gonna, or my husband was gonna work for the government, and I just mentioned the benefits are really great and the pay is great. Um, We're super blessed to have, you know, the benefits that we have because we've had some really shitty healthcare benefits in the past. And it was just kind of a like a breath of fresh air to be able to have decent benefits, right? You know, and honestly, you guys, I will never forget what she told me. She was like, oh, the government? Mm." And me being who I am, I don't know if you know me personally, but in front of people that I just don't give a shit about, I really don't retaliate. I don't really say anything. I don't really like grace people with an answer or a response when I'm just like done with them. So I was like, yeah, mm mm-hmm, yeah, government, mm mm-hmm. But really what I wanted to do was literally shoot her in the face. Like I was so upset because you guys, this person, was a friend that I had called a friend for the last several years. And I feel like every time I would talk about 
um, how blessed we were about something because of some hardships that we went through. It was always a one-up scenario or it was an undermine scenario, okay? That leads me to the next thing. So (laughs) the narcissist. So she was also a combination of a narcissist and a critic. I think having a combination of the narcissist, a critic, and an underminer, I think literally those are like the worst three combinations of a friend that you could possibly ever have. Like, never mind just one friend having one of these traits, combine them into three and it's like, holy shit, like why am I even friends with this person? But, so the narcissist, okay. So I feel like this is kind of controversial too, because I feel like some of us can be narcissists at some point in our lives because, right, we're really proud of things. And, you know, when we have friends, like we just want to express like how proud we are of some of the things that we own or some of the things we've accomplished or some of the things that, you know, are our goals or things that we want to do, right? And I feel like, you know, that's, we can kind of like venture into narcissist territory a little bit right there, but friends being who they are, right? You don't ever, like for me personally, I've had friends tell me, oh, we just saved $60,000 to buy a new house. We're going to build a house, you know, our last house. um, You know, we had to foreclose on our last house because the hurricane came through and it's such a big accomplishment. We were able to save $60,000 to build our own house. It's a dream come true. Okay. To me, you're not being a narcissist. You're being awesome. You're being a freaking awesome person by being disciplined enough to spend $60,000 on your dream house. Like if anything, my crown is off my head and I'm bowing to you. Like that is so fucking awesome. But keep in mind, in my opinion, there is a difference between talking like that about things you want to do, are doing, blah, blah, blah. And there's a difference between that and being an actual fucking narcissist. Oh, well, um, yeah, we saved $60,000 and money has never really been an object for us. So, um, you know, this is just a really huge feat um, because, you know, we just bought a new car and um, we just bought this really big house and it's just huge. And um, oh, yeah. And we want to have like three kids because we can afford it and Okay, I just literally want to gouge my eyes out. Like every time I hear this girl talking about herself and talking about all the things that she wants to do in her life, it just literally makes me want to stab my eyes out. Okay, because it's it's not just one conversation with this chick. It, it, It was not just one conversation. It was multiple. And I was at that point with my husband. I was like, does this chick ever want to ask me how I'm doing? Does this chick like ever want to ask me like, what are my dreams? What are my goals? Like, does this chick ever just shut the fuck up about herself and actually care about other people or what? Okay. Like, I know that sounds like a lot like a chronic downer or like, you know, emotionally draining person who's like overly needy. But honestly, when you can't even get like two words in and you can't, you know, it's not a conversation. It's more of like a one-sided conversation where she just sits there and brags about herself. And then you're like, well, shit, like, I don't even want to talk about myself because I just feel subpar now because all we do is talk about you and your accomplishments. See, to me, you guys, that is not a good friend. That is not a good friend. Friends are there to support you, have a conversation, provide an outlet for you to vent and to relate to and hurt with and cry with and laugh with. 
And this girl, you guys, I'm not even kidding. This girl just drove me fucking bonkers. Like, I'm don't put it past me, you guys. Like, I am super happy for people that are super well off, have worked their asses off, make a ton of money, have a fucking big house, have 10 kids, have five cars, and are able to afford it easily. That's so great. But when I have to hear about it and you're bragging about it and your narcissistic attitude is coming out every other time I talk to you, it gets a little old after a while, right? Like it gets old. And especially if I can never share my fears with you or share my accomplishments or my goals with you, that to me is not a friendship. That is not a friendship. And just from the undermining comment that she made, the narcissistic attitude and the critic, how someone is really overcritical of other people. You guys, I would watch this girl. She would talk about other people. Like she had this girl on her wedding, right? And I remember her telling me, the only reason that that this other girl was not her maid of honor was because she didn't want to have to deal with her because her personality was just too much. She didn't want to deal with her. But yet they'd been friends for years. They grew up together in high school, essentially. They'd been together for years. This other girl was trying her absolute hardest to make this girl's wedding super amazing. And she was like, yeah, the only reason you're my maid of honor is because I don't want to deal with her. You guys, that just honestly, that does not make anybody feel good. And According to this article, more than eight in 10 women say they have a toxic friend, a social vampire who sucks their time and joy, yet nobody admits to being a bad friend themselves. And it goes on to say, unlike family, we get to choose our friends. So it's a bit surprising that so many of us hang on to people that make us unhappy. And even more surprising, 83% of women admitted that they have stayed in friendships with a frenemy simply because it felt too rough to end it. So I'm just going to be real with you. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, ghosting people is absolutely okay in my damn opinion. I don't care what anybody else says. If I have someone that's turned into a frenemy, that they want to compete with me about everything, they want to sit there and talk about themselves, never want to hang out with me unless they need something, it is absolutely within your right to ghost someone, okay? And I'm going to be honest, this chick I ghosted, I was done. I was in her wedding and I swear to God, I hope she's not listening, but I also hope she's listening at the same time because this really sucks. But I didn't want to be in her wedding anymore. Like I was at that point in my life where I felt like when we first were friends, we were good friends at first. She was super supportive, super easygoing. She was awesome. And then after she gotten into a relationship with with her now husband, she changed. He makes a lot of money. Now she makes a lot of money. And she just kind of had her nose all the way up in the air so high that you honestly probably could not ever touch it ever. And after that, I was just done. I didn't want to be her friend anymore. I was done. I was tired of um, her never supporting me. You know, I would try and talk about my depression. I would talk about some troubles we were going through with getting pregnant. I would try and just kind of vent or I would, you know, I would encourage her. But it felt like every time I turned around, I was always trying to boost her ego. I was always trying to help her and help her do things. And it never was reciprocated. And in the end, you guys, I ghosted her. I was done. Um, Shortly after we moved, I called her. I made up some excuse as to why I couldn't be in her wedding, financial reasons. And I said, sorry, I can't make it. And then she ghosted me. 
And I was like, you know, and I had this conversation with my husband. I also had this conversation with my parents as well um, because I truly had never been in this kind of relationship before as far as friends go. I said, am I being stupid? Am I being stupid for not wanting to be in this girl's wedding, for not wanting to be around her? Now that I moved to the East Coast, I just want as, as much separation as humanly possible from this chick. Am I being unreasonable? And everybody I talked to said no. And what I came to realize is that this stress, this unsureness, this feeling judged, this person who would always rip the crown right off my fucking head and say, oh, it's your fault I ripped it off your head. I was done with it, you guys. I wanted to own my own happiness and make my own happiness a priority. And unfortunately, it hurt her. And unfortunately, I feel bad. And I still feel bad to this day that the place that I had to sink to in order to get rid of her because I was done with her was the fact that I had to ghost her. And it is not the best way to do it, you guys. Like, I'm just going to admit it is not the greatest way to end a friendship. But if you just feel stuck and you feel like there is literally nothing else that you can do, block them on social media, ghost them, do whatever you have to do, or text them and say, hey, I need a break from you. Like, just be real, okay? Be like, I need a break from you. I'm so sorry. I'll text you in like two two weeks or, you know, I'll call you or whatever. And not my proudest moment, but honestly, that was literally the only way that I could get out of that friendship. And quite honestly, it's really surprising to me, but not at the same time. She has told me in the past that other friends have ghosted her as well, and she never knew why they ghosted her and why they didn't want to be a friend. And I think it's because she just had one of those personalities, one of those controlling personalities and like narcissistic personalities to where if you were to tell her to her face, hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore, she'd probably slit your throat. She would. Like, I literally wouldn't even put it past her to say some derogatory comment or to backstab you or whatever. Like, I literally would not put it past her. And all that to say, you guys, do not stay friends with somebody that brings you down. I know you probably have heard this all over the internet, but if another woman can't straighten your crown while she's straightening her crown, she ain't your friend. I'm just gonna be honest. She ain't your friend. And honestly, that took me almost three years to figure out. And after a while, because she always made me feel stupid, okay? When I would cry about something, because I'm an emotional person, and I used to be ashamed of that fact, but I'm not. I'm not anymore. If I'm going to be emotional, it means I care. I'm a Leo. I'm a lion. I care about people. And I'm going to cry if I freaking want to cry, okay? And she made me feel ashamed that I had emotions. She made me feel ashamed that I felt so deeply about things. And I was always asking her to hang out. We never, honestly, you guys, it's so funny. The only times that her and I had in-depth, deep, heart-to-heart conversations was when we were drunk, twice. Twice in three years, we had two deep conversations and they were amazing. I remember coming home and telling my husband after her and I had went to old Chicago one night, I was like, dude, I think I just connected with her. Like, I think our souls connected for like an hour. Like it was seriously insane. 
but it was so bad because I had to, we had to drink in order to connect. And honestly, that doesn't connect with me. I was done with that. That is just no, no, absolutely not. So if I had to give you one tip out of this um, kind of rant, saying goodbye to friendships that don't serve you is okay. And if you need to block somebody on social media, if you need to unfriend them or unfollow them or ghost them for a while or ghost them forever, you are absolutely within your right to do so if it compromises your mental, physical, and emotional health. It is absolutely okay. Now, is ghosting people the best way to do it? Absolutely not. I'm gonna say it, it's not the greatest way, but if you're in a toxic friendship, like say you're being emotionally abused or you just like, there's something about this person that hurts you each and every day. If you are in a toxic friendship to where you have to like go to that point where you're ghosting somebody, fucking do it. Don't feel ashamed, okay? And if they're off wondering about what they did to you and they don't ever talk to you again, that just proves my point, you guys. They aren't even your friend. They aren't your friend. Same thing with this chick. I ghosted her, didn't hear a word from her. Nothing for three months until, guess what? I texted her first. And I said, were you ever gonna text me ever again? And she was like, I'm not sure, maybe after the wedding. (sighs) Head scratcher. Oh, it just eats me up inside how somebody can call you a friend and then not talk to you ever again. There's two sides to that coin. There really is, there really is. And I get it, this chick was upset that I backed out of her wedding and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, I did what was best for me And it sucks that I had to make up an excuse and it sucks that I had to ghost her. But honestly, I think she's probably better and I'm better for it. She probably has a shit ton of friends, shit ton of money that she can sit and roll around on and be happy. So, you know, is it really going to be a big loss to her if we're not friends anymore? No. And again, my happiness is more important. So, okay, back onto this article. So 33% of those who were surveyed by this NBC News article said that their toxic friend was also their best friend. Let that sink in for a second. 33% of those surveyed said that their toxic friend was also their best best friend. Nearly 40% of the survey participants have experienced a major conflict with a friend at work. And in my case, she was a friend at work. But luckily I quit my job and moved to another state so I didn't have to deal with it. But like, let that sink in. Like the people who are closest to us are the ones that are being toxic. And I'm gonna segue that into family, okay? I personally, and you may relate to this as well, I personally have family boundary issues, okay? I have issues with my family, my parents, And I have issues with my husband's parents. I have issues with everybody. Um, Some people call me a narcissist. Some people call me overly emotional. Some people call me this and some people call me that. And to that I say fuck you because I don't care. But for me, it's, it's like this. So the first time somebody disrespects me, okay, fine. Maybe they were upset. Maybe they have things going on in their lives. Maybe... I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt of the doubt because people have shit going on in their lives. Like we're not all happy. We're not all 
happy-go-lucky like every second of the day and sometimes things just happen and sometimes you take shit out on people that's just the way it is okay but when people disrespect you multiple times in multiple ways and then make you feel like you're the problem that just doesn't sit right with me especially if it's family if family members are making you feel that way whether it's married family or born family like if you're born into the family or you married into the family and somebody's making you feel like shit eliminate them (laughs) like I don't know how else to say that eliminate them okay like I've had problems with people in the past on my husband's side and my own side my own mother I don't ever ever even talk to because she's a narcissist and again I'm a narcissist to an extent but when you only talk to me because you want something, don't even bother, okay? Like, I am one of those people where I can love you from afar. I don't have to be like right up in your face. I don't need to spend every waking second with you to love you. I can love and pray for you from afar, even though you've hurt me. So to me, if somebody's hurt me, especially if it's a family member, don't stick around. Just because someone is family doesn't mean that you have to tolerate it. You you decide what you will or will not tolerate, okay? Your mental well-being, your emotional, and your physical well-being is your top priority. And if somebody is making you feel like crap mentally, emotionally, physically, eliminate them. You are your top priority. Then your spouse, your significant other, then your kids, then whatever. Whatever priority and whatever order you want to put that in, fine. But you are the first priority. There's been so much about this in the world. And where, like my grandma kind of grew up in that generation where even though you may not like your, let's say mother, even though you may not like your mom, you still have to take care of her because she's your mom, okay? That's kind of like the generation like that my grandparents grew up in, okay? So like when her mom, you know, when she had problems with her mom, she kind of just like brushed it off and took care of her and put her in a nursing home and basically took care of her for the rest of her life until she died. And this woman, I mean, my, my great grandma was an amazing woman, but there were times in life where she wasn't the most amazing person. And I think we've all been there, but this lady, my grandma, she took care of that other, that other lady up until the day that she died, because that's just who who she is. She's an amazing person. Me? I've had this conversation with my grandma many times because my mother and I don't get along very well. And I've had this conversation with my grandma. I'm like, dude, <laughs> and, I, and my grandma's so used to the way I talk now, but I'm like, dude, I don't want anything to do with my mom most of the time because every time I talk to her, she wants something from me. And not, it not necessarily is money, but it's my time, it's my energy, it's my heart, it's my emotions, whatever it is, she wants something from me. And then she doesn't want anything from me after she gets what she wants. And that's toxic, you guys. Toxic. That is so toxic. And you don't have to deal with that. You don't have to allow that in your life unless you want to. Let me just tell you that. You don't have to allow anything. You don't have to deal with anything you don't want to deal with. Just let that sink in. You don't have to deal with anything you don't want to deal with. And if you have to grow some balls to tell your mom, hey, 
I don't want to be around you right now. Talk to me in two weeks when I've calmed down. Freaking do it. My mom is also another one of those people that she is kind of like an emotional roller coaster, right? So as I've mentioned, I love my mom from a distance. I love her to death. Um, I probably will take care of her on her deathbed if I have to because she's my mom and I love her. Do I call and text her every day? No. Do I see her often? No. Do I love her from afar? Yes. But I'm just one of those people that if it a relationship doesn't serve me, I am no longer going to put my effort, my energy, and my time into something that doesn't work for me. Is that selfish to say? Sure. Absolutely. You could take it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And my husband knows that 100%. I will tell him. If my husband and I are having a conversation and it looks like none of us is winning, like if we're fighting and like we're trying to combat it out, I'm like, dude, Give me like two minutes. Let's part ways for like two seconds because neither of us is winning. This conversation isn't serving either of us. It's not doing our relationship any good. Let's walk away and let's reconvene in like two minutes. And that works for us, right? And so why why can it not be any different in your relationships and your family relationships? Just because you can do that in your significant other and spouse's relationship doesn't mean you can't do that with your friendships as well. And I encourage you guys, speak up about things that hurt you because I will admit there are some friends out there that don't even realize that they're doing what they're doing to you, okay? Because they're so wrapped up, maybe they're depressed and they're so wrapped up in what's going on in their life that they're just, they have blindfolds on. They can't see anything past what they're going through. And honestly, I get that. I've been in that state. I've been depressed. I've had tunnel vision where woe is me. Everything's about me because I'm hurting so bad. I can't do anything. I can't get out of bed, blah, blah, blah. Woe is me. I've been there. But I've also had those friends that are like, hey, you're in a depression right now. I don't know how I can help you, but all I'm going to do is be there for you. If that's the last and only thing that I can do is be there for you, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And if that's the only thing that I can do for you, then that's what I'm going to do for you. And see, those are the kinds of friends that you need as friends, because even if they don't know what to do to help you, they're still going to be there for you through thick and thin. Does it, is it any skin off their nose for them to say that to you or text you and be like, Hey, I'm here for you. Let me know what you need. You know, if you're going through depression and you need to get out of the house and just go eat somewhere, like let's go to freaking McDonald's. Let's go through the drive-thru and get a Big Mac meal. We can sit in my freaking car. We can listen to My Chemical Romance and we can just sit there and just be miserable together. Like that is the type of friendship, you guys, that I'm saying that you need. And believe it or not, there are people like that out there. There are. And sometimes it's about repositioning who you're spending time with, okay? Now, this is my personal belief, but for me personally, I repositioned who I hang out with by going to church, okay? I repositioned who I hang out with by hanging out with people from church because those are the people that make me feel good. Now, maybe that's not for you. Maybe people that make you feel good is people that you go to yoga with three times a week. Like maybe you're able to have meaningful conversations with people at yoga. Ask them to go to like a vegan restaurant with you or something and sit down and talk and like connect. 
right? Like, or maybe like the place that you feel safe is online playing video games with like three people that you've met over the internet. Why don't you guys like chat each other or like have Skype conversations or, you know, play, maybe it's like you're playing WoW together, right? Like my husband and I are huge video gamers. Like maybe you meet some people over WoW and you've known them for like five years. You guys have been playing WoW together for forever and you guys talk a lot. Like why don't you guys go do a raid or something on WoW and like connect and and chat each other and talk to each other on the phone or Skype or just do something. You guys, it's all about repositioning who you're hanging out with and who makes you feel good, who makes you feel like you're worth it. Because trust me, you are worth it. And trust me, you are going to find that friend or those friends that are going to make you feel valuable. You just have to look and you have to look in the right places. And you may ask me, well, where's the right place? Where do I look? What makes you happy? Where do you go that makes you happy? Okay, like maybe you go to Starbucks, right? And the barista at Starbucks is always nice to you. Like you go to Starbucks seriously seven days a week to talk to this specific barista because she's so nice and awesome. And you've talked to her quite a few times and you're like, dude, like we have a lot of things in common. Why don't you ask her to hang out? Or like ask her to like sit down with you at Starbucks on her lunch break and like talk and connect or whatever. Like put yourself out there, you guys. That is something that I have learned so much by moving myself out of my comfort zone. Like for me, I had to take a drastic step. I had to move out of state in order to do that. I was in such a hypnotic state living in Kansas where Everybody knew everybody. People from high school were still living there. Like people that I knew in middle school were still living there. Like I had to literally move to another state on the opposite side of the continent so I could get away from that depression and get away from that controlling mind control that was in my heart. Like it was so crazy. And if that's you, like if you're living in a state where you're just like, I need out of here. Like I know anybody and everybody, I gotta get out of here. I, I just have to go, then go. Make a way, do it, move. Do something so that you can give yourself another like light at the end of the tunnel where you can give yourself hope, where you can make the best of your life because you're not gonna be happy sitting in that state or sitting at that job or being friends with these people and making yourself feel miserable. You need to do what's gonna make you happy and if it means making drastic changes, just do it. If, if you forget this podcast at all, just remember the Nike logo and that's all you need to know honestly. Um, and, and understand, right? You guys, like I'm healing too. Like as you're listening to this, you're like probably rolling your eyes like, oh, this chick doesn't even have herself figured out. Yeah, you're right. Like I don't have all of my shit together. And I think that's what makes this podcast even stronger is just knowing that there's someone out there that is going through what you're going through or going through something that you've been through or going through something similar. And knowing that you, you aren't the only person going through this. There are so many people going through this. So many people trying to get out of relationships or friendships or trying to get away from family members that make them feel like crap. Just know that it is possible and you can do it. And don't feel bad even for a fucking second that you have to drop their ass on the side of the road and say no more. 
I will not tolerate you treating me like this anymore. Don't you feel ashamed for a second that you do that? Because honestly, you deserve so much and you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be in a great mental space, emotional space, and a great physical space, right? So if at all you take away anything from this podcast, just know that it is okay to tell people that you're done. And sure, is there a best way to do it? Yeah, I mean, I would rather you be like respectful, but honest, right? Because it's never easy to be to walk up to a friend you've had for the past three years and be like, I'm done with you. <laughs> like, that's just not a thing, right? Like people don't feel comfortable saying that to other people. Like you just don't, you just don't say that to people on the norm. But is it wrong to do that? No, that's respectful in my opinion. Was I respectful when I ghosted that girl? Absolutely fucking not. But did I feel trapped in that friendship and feel like that was the only way out? Yes. Was it right? In my opinion, yeah. And yours, maybe not. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. And if that means you walk up to a family member and you say, I'm so sorry, this relationship really does not put me in a good mental space, physical space, emotional space. We need some time apart and don't feel bad about it. (laughs) Like, just don't feel bad about putting your needs first. And are you more than likely to rekindle a friendship or a relationship by being respectful about what you need? Absolutely. If you can approach it dignified and respectfully and say, I need some space. Can we connect in two weeks? Can we connect in a couple days? I just need some space. Are you more likely to continue that relationship or friendship? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, sometimes people don't understand that they're hurting you because they're so like locked into what's going on in their head and their lives that they don't necessarily like have enough brain power at the moment to consider others. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You know, society has got us so wrapped up in all this other crap It's got us busy. It's got our minds busy. It's got our emotions busy. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. So sometimes it just takes the, I need to step away for a little while. And if at the end, if you come back after two weeks and you're like, "Mm, this friendship and this relationship still is not serving me, then again, you are within your every right to say, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. I still think you're a great person. You and I are just not compatible. And you can absolutely say that to a family member too. Because, right, like if you marry into a family and they're just so drastically different than what you are and they make you feel ashamed about who you are and where you've come from, you can absolutely fucking say, sorry, this isn't working for me. I love you. I'll still spend Christmas with you. I'll still spend Thanksgiving with you because my husband is your son or my husband is your brother, or you, you know, but am I going to like go out of my way to talk to you or hang out with you or anything? No, probably not. And you know what? There's something adult about that, right? There's something adult about owning up to your feelings, looking someone in the face and saying, you're not a horrible person, but I just don't think we're compatible. And that is okay. That is okay. All right. Like I can't stress enough how important it is to not be a witch to other people. And if you can make someone feel 
better about themselves or uh, like by no means do you have to be a babysitter and try and babysit their feelings because you're telling them you can't be their friend anymore. That's not your job. Okay. But you don't have to berate them. You don't have to tell them what a horrible fucking person they are. You don't have to tell them, oh, they failed you for the last time and like do the dark Vader thing around their neck. Like, no, like that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to own up to what's making you feel like shit and saying, hey, I'm done with it more power to you. I think you're a good person. I just don't think we're compatible and just leave it at that. Okay. Like there's just something fucking adult about that, that I respect the shit out of people that do that. Do I respect people that ghost me? I've only been ghosted by one person in my life. Did it feel great? No, but honestly, after thinking back to the reason why she ghosted me, I'm thankful for it because her and I also weren't compatible. So again, I think there's a certain level of being an adult that goes into these kinds of relationships and these kinds of friendships and just realizing that if somebody ghosts you or doesn't want to be your friend, like let's flip this around on the opposite side. Like if you're having trouble um, connecting with somebody and they're being a complete ass to you because they don't want to be your friend anymore, I I think there's something an adult about saying, okay, I'm going to let you go, right? Like I'm going to say, okay, like this fucking hurts. I, I don't understand. This is hard, but I'm going to respect the decision that you're making. And knowing that you're not a terrible person if you're not compatible with somebody else. People make mistakes. And I know you've made mistakes too. And I know your friend or your spouse or your family member has made mistakes. And again, there's something adult about saying, you know what? This relationship isn't serving me. I'm going to end it. And sometimes you do just have to cut it off at the neck and say, you know what? I'm done. Cut. Anyways, there's something adult about being able to respect people and being able to respect their opinions. And, you know, it, it does hurt, right? Like when people ghost you or don't want to talk to you anymore, like it hurts. And sometimes it's not easy to get over. Like even though I ghosted somebody, I'm still not over. You know, I thought we were better friends than that. Like I didn't think we would get to the point where I would have to ghost her and then she wouldn't even talk to me. Like I thought for sure, like she would reach out to me and be like, hey, what's going on? But that never happened. So, you know, just realizing that some things serve you and some things don't. um, The whole premise of this is just being an adult enough to realize that there are bigger and better things out there and there are battles that you should pick and choose and um, just be adults enough to say, okay, that's your decision. I'm going to honor it. And uh, that's just the way it is. Holy crap, you guys, I've just like rattled on about this subject for 45 minutes. I don't know how in the heck I did that, but it's definitely something that I'm still working on for sure. Um, I know a lot of people are working on it and I just want to tell you, like if you are the one making a decision to ghost somebody or not even ghost somebody, talk to somebody and not be friends with them anymore or not hang out with them all the time if it's a family member, I just want to say you can do it and it is okay. Like stay strong. You're an amazing person and this doesn't make you any less of a person if you do this. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And just be respectful. Be an adult. Um, Of course, if you're going to go somebody, make sure you have a dang good reason for doing it. Um, but, uh, But honestly, identify as well. Like, you know, if you are saying to somebody like, oh, I, um, Like, I'm just not feeling great about this relationship. Here's why, blah, blah, blah. And they try and work with you. 
like I said, some people just don't realize it. Um, so just being aware of that as well. So, all right, you guys, this has been episode two of Don't Be a Witch. And um, if you guys have any questions, I'm going to leave um, a link to this article in the podcast notes below, as always. And you guys, thanks again for joining in for another episode with me, your host, J.H. Field. See you in the next one. Oh, my God.